SCP-4811. Instant mirror from the factory. Object class. Safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-4811 is to be stored in a secure locker. SCP-4811 may only be removed from its container with prior permission from at least two Level 3 personnel. Subjects exposed to SCP-4811 must be kept within Foundation custody until expiration. Affected subjects are permitted to request termination. Such requests must be approved by Site Administration. Description SCP-4811 is a knurled aluminum cylinder measuring approximately 30 centimeters in length with a diameter of 5 centimeters, weighing approximately 1.6 kilograms. One end of SCP-4811 is capped with a black glass disc which rests flush within SCP-4811's aluminum housing. The other end of SCP-4811 has the words Instant Mirror from the factory, etched in monospace font 1 centimeter in height. Towards the center of SCP-4811 is a toggle button used to activate and deactivate SCP-4811. There is currently no known way of examining the interior of SCP-4811 without damaging the device. SCP-4811 is sealed, preventing the use of acoustic visualization techniques. SCP-4811's aluminum housing is not invulnerable, but breaching SCP-4811 is inadvisable. See Incident I-4811-01. When active, SCP-4811 will produce a cone of darkness with no penumbra. The cone extends to a maximum distance of 100 meters before terminating in a black circle. No known light source is capable of penetrating this effect. Materials falling within SCP-4811's cone of darkness develop a mirror-like finish capable of reflecting all wavelengths of the electromagnetic spectrum from all angles of incidence. Reflection efficiency is 100% for all wavelengths. The means of accomplishing this effect are currently unknown. Directing SCP-4811's cone of darkness towards a living entity results in SCP-4811's mirror effect being applied to the entity's tissue. All skin blemishes within the affected area are removed. Entities with hair or fur will undergo extreme hair loss due to the effects of SCP-4811. Afterwards, follicle growth will not be possible. SCP-4811's mirror effect fully penetrates living entities on both proximal and distal sides. No physical pain is induced due to exposure to SCP-4811. New cells grown within the area of effect maintain a mirrored appearance, making the effect permanent for the lifetime of the exposed subject. The biological process or processes sustaining SCP-4811's effect is unknown. SCP-4811's mirror effect may cause vitamin D deficiency with diurnal subjects as subject skin will no longer be capable of absorbing sunlight due to the skin's new reflective nature. Similarly, plant life requiring photosynthesis will eventually die after exposure to SCP-4811 as all sunlight is reflected. Living entities with eyes will be blinded if SCP-4811's effect envelops their eyes as all visible light will be reflected. The Foundation has found no way of reversing SCP-4811's effect on any material. Research has discovered SCP-4811's cone of darkness is not a projection of energy, but instead a projection of an energy-absorbing void. This void appears to act as an aperture to a dimension filled with an undetermined amount of electromagnetic radiation. The dimension has been designated SCP-4811-2. 
Only energy and energetic matter can travel from our dimension to SCP-4811-2 via SCP-4811's Cone of Darkness. Inorganic and organic materials exposed to SCP-4811's Cone of Darkness without a certain level of energy do not travel to SCP-4811-2 and are instead subject to SCP-4811's mirror effect. Per Incident I-48101, researchers attempting to harness energy from SCP-4811-2 are ordered to immediately halt all testing. Discovery SCP-4811 was discovered in a bargain bin at a small thrift store and redacted. A civilian mistook SCP-4811 for a flashlight and purchased the device. Later, the civilian activated SCP-4811 while searching for his dog around his home. Believing the device was malfunctioning, he attempted to peer into SCP-4811 while the device was active and was blinded. Local authorities and emergency medical responders were called. Foundation agents in the area were notified and stepped in, taking possession of SCP-4811 and detaining the civilian at Site-19 indefinitely. All emergency responders were administered amnestics. In order to maintain secrecy, the area surrounding the civilian's home affected by SCP-4811 was destroyed to remove all traces of the effect. Addendum A-4811-01 Test Log of SCP-4811's Effect Test 48101, Reflectivity of SCP-4811 Effect Researcher, Dr. Cotton Date, January 5th, 2015 Materials, 2 by 2 meter mirror with aluminum backing Test Record Mirror was brought into the testing area. SCP-4811 was directed towards the mirror and activated for one second. The cone of darkness was not reflected from the mirror. The area of mirror exposed to SCP-4811 was found to be more reflective than unaffected portions of the mirror. Test 4811-02 Materials Test Researcher, Dr. Cotton Date, January 20th, 2015 Materials 2 mm thick 1x1m sample sheets of the following materials Steel, Cotton, Plastic, Rubber Tools to affix material to testing area wall. Test record. Materials were affixed to testing area wall. SCP-4811 activated while directed towards wall for one second before deactivation. All materials became mirrored on the side facing SCP-4811 and the side facing testing area wall. The portion of the test area's wall covered by materials was affected, as were the portions of the testing area wall not covered by materials. Test. 4811031. Partial unprotected exposure. Researcher. Dr. Cotton. Date. January 26, 2015. Materials. 1 D-Class Personnel, 1 Security Officer. D-Class Personnel and Security Officer entered the testing area with SCP-4811. D-Class Personnel was instructed to lift and hold her right arm rigid. Security officer directed SCP-4811 at D-Class's right arm and activated the device for one second. D-Class personnel's arm became reflective on all sides. While D-Class was psychologically distraught for a period of time, she was physically unharmed. Blood samples were drawn every other day from D-Class over the following 30 days. This revealed a proportional mixture of non-anomalous blood cells and anomalous reflective blood cells which resembled mercury but otherwise behaved normally. It is likely the D-Class's bone marrow is producing reflective blood cells. Test 
48.11.03.2. Full unprotected exposure. Researcher, Dr. Cotton. Date, February 1st, 2015. Materials. 1 D-Class personnel, 1 security officer. Test record. D-Class personnel and security officer entered the testing area with SCP-4811. D-Class was instructed to close his eyes. SCP-4811 was directed by security personnel towards D-Class and activated for one second, enveloping D-Class's head. D-Class's head was fully affected, taking on a mirror finish. D-Class was blinded by exposure to SCP-4811 despite having closed his eyes. Subject became belligerent over his loss of sight and attempted to assault the nearby security officer by sound. Subject was terminated via security officer's firearm. Autopsy showed all underlying dermis, tissue, organs, and bones were mirrored throughout the D-Class head. Autopsy noted a lower temperature in the cadaver than expected given time of termination. Note. It appears each activation of SCP-4811 has resulted in a drop of ambient temperature within the testing area. It's not much, but it is quantifiable. Requesting help, an assistant can mitigate insufficient analysis of testing data. Dr. Cotton. Test. 4811-03-3. Protected exposure. Researchers. Dr. Cotton, Research Assistant Lee. Date. February 20th, 2015. Materials. 1 D-Class personnel. 1 Security Officer. 1 Full Body Rubber Suit capable of covering the wearer head-to-toe, fitted to D-Class personnel. Rubber Suit must be capable of being perfectly sealed. Rubber Suit must have strengthened glass faceplate allowing subject visibility. Test Record. D-Class personnel and security officer entered the testing area with SCP-4811 in full-body rubber suit. D-4811-2 instructed to dress himself in full-body suit. After doing so, D-Class was instructed to face security officer. SCP-4811 was directed by security personnel towards D-Class personnel and activated for one second, entirely enveloping the D-Class subject. The entire rubber body suit took on a mirrored appearance including rubber suit's glass faceplate. Body suit's temperature was reduced by 1 degree Celsius. D-class subject's body was unchanged in any way by SCP-4811's mirror effect. D-4811-2 was escorted back to holding cell. After a two-week observation period, it was concluded D-4811-2 tissues were unaffected by exposure to SCP-4811. Note. This test strengthens our theory that SCP-4811's field is a void of energy, or at least some form of energy not capable of penetrating glass or rubber. Dr. Cotton. Test. 4811-04. Light absorption test. Researchers, Dr. Cotton. Research assistant, Lee. Date. February 29th, 2015. Materials. Three lasers having 5 milliwatts of power. Three light sensors. Test record. The three lasers were mounted on a testing area wall within one meter between each laser. Opposite these lasers were mounted light sensors. All lasers activated. Sensors verified as receiving laser signal. SCP-4811 was positioned so that its cone of darkness would pass perpendicular to lasers and sensors. SCP-4811 was activated for five seconds. Sensors received no signal from lasers within this duration. Test. 
481105. Electricity Absorption. Researchers, Dr. Cotton, Research Assistant Lee. Date, March 15th, 2015. Materials. One steel plate measuring 30 by 30 by 2 centimeters. Two insulated 18-gauge copper cables, 2 meters in length with copper clamps. One voltmeter. Test record. The steel plate was placed within the center of testing area. Four centimeters of both insulated copper cables were stripped and attached to the steel plate via copper clamps. One cable was then supplied 120 volts of electricity. Voltmeter measured 120 volts on second copper cable. Verifying metal plate was conducting electricity between the cables. SCP-4811 was directed at metal plate and activated for 10 seconds. During activation of SCP-4811, the voltmeter registered no voltage. After deactivation of SCP-4811, it was discovered the steel plate was missing entirely, as were the exposed ends of the copper cabling and copper clamps. Test. 4811-05, 1. Remote exploration of SCP-4811, 2. Researchers, Dr. Cotton, Research Assistant, Lee. Date, March 20th, 2015. Materials. One remotely operated drone with GPS tracking, camera, and microphone. Drone should be modified to allow electrical shock directing energy away from sensitive electronics. Two insulated 18-gauge copper cables, 2 meters in length, with copper clamps. One voltmeter. Test record. Drone placed within the center of testing area. Four centimeters of both insulated copper cable were stripped and attached to drone's external structure. One cable was then supplied 120 volts of electricity. Voltmeter measured 120 volts on second copper cable, verifying drone was conducting electricity between the cables. The drone's camera feed, microphone feed, and GPS signal all verified functioning at this time. SCP-4811 was directed at drone and activated for two minutes. During activation of SCP-4811, the voltmeter registered no voltage. All signals from drone ceased during these two minutes. Upon deactivation of SCP-4811, drone was missing and was not recovered. Test. 4811-05-2. Manual exploration of SCP-4811-2. Researchers, Dr. Cotton, Research Assistant, Lee. Date. March 28, 2015. Materials. One security officer, one D-class personnel. One full-body rubber suit covered in metal mesh made to fit to supply D-class personnel. One body harness capable of withstanding 1,000 kilograms of force. One gas-powered winch capable of pulling 900 kilograms. One steel cable, 1,000 meters in length, to be wound on winch. One GPS tracking device to be attached to body harness. One camera with microphone to be attached to body harness. Test record. Winch was bolted onto concrete floor of testing area. Security officer led D-class personnel to center of testing area. D-class changed into rubber suit. Body harness attached to rubber suit. 50 meters of cable unwound from winch and attached to body harness. Wire mesh of rubber suit was then electrified. A final check of GPS and audio video feed was confirmed functioning as expected. SCP-4811 was directed at D-Class personnel and activated. Audio-video feed was immediately lost, as was GPS signal. The cable still retained tension and continued to slowly unwind into SCP-4811's aperture.
This was taken as proof D-Class personnel was alive. 20 minutes were permitted before the winch was engaged to retrieve D-Class personnel. D-Class personnel was successfully retrieved from SCP-4811-2. D-Class personnel succumbed to radiation poisoning five days after retrieval from SCP-4811-2. See Interview 4, 4811-01. Interview 4, 4811-01. Transcription of audio log discussing SCP-4811-2. Begin log. Dr. Cotton. Hello, D-1024. How are you feeling today? D-1024. <clears throat> I've had better days. Pretty tired. I uh, appreciate your cooperation. I'll try to keep this brief. We're here to discuss your exploration of SCP-4811-2. Please describe what happened once you stepped into the void. First off, you need to get a better get-up besides a damn rubber suit. Can't breathe in that thing. Traps heat like an oven. Got me walking around like some kind of gimp. Noted, D-1024. Now, the void, please. <sighs> Alright. First, there was darkness. It felt like I was plunging headfirst off a diving board, you know? Kind of a lifting in my chest, then a cold sensation. Then, nothing. I couldn't feel the floor. I couldn't move. Only lasted a few seconds, but I'll never forget it. And then? I felt something solid beneath me, finally. At the same time, my calm started blasting full volume in my ear, just static. About left me deaf. I tried getting you guys on comms, but the radio was dead. Same with the video feed. I tried pulling the battery, but it started sparking. I left the equipment there. We were unable to reach you as well. No response on any channels. There was too much interference. Also, the audio seemed off somewhat once I removed the earpiece, like, too quiet. My footsteps hardly made noise. Everything was muffled, and I didn't hear anything the whole time but myself and that equipment frying itself. And what about the cable? Did it remain attached? <coughs> yeah, it was wild. It trailed behind me and just vanished in midair. I guess back to you guys? That's correct. And next? Okay. Well, I walked along in darkness, couldn't see a damn thing, could hardly feel anything either in that suit. I think I was in a tunnel of some kind. It was so hot in there. The whole time, it was hot. More than the suit would account for. I saw a bright light ahead and moved towards it. <laughs> Tacky, right? Don't think that didn't freak me out. And what was the source of the light? It was a mirror, just a big space, flat as a saucer, shining bright. It felt sort of spongy though, more like dirt than metal. The sky was black like it was night out there, but without stars. And there were lightning strikes, I guess? That's the best way to describe them. They were coming from these green, swirling patterns in the sky onto flat space constantly, but no clouds, no thunder, you know? I've never seen lightning without thunder. That lightning was causing all the light. Did you observe any plants or animals within SCP-4811-2? D-1024 begins racking coughing for several seconds. Do you need a break, D-1024? No, let's... let's get this over with. There were 
No animals, no plants either. None that I saw anyway. There were just these large towers everywhere. They were mirrored as well. I, I don't think the lightning was striking them. Did these towers appear constructed or natural? Did there seem to be a purpose to the towers? Nothing about that place was natural. Those towers were too evenly placed to be natural, but... No, there didn't seem to be. Coughing resumes for several seconds. Are you able to continue D1024? D1024 begins wheezing, collapses into floor. I need medical in here, please. End log. Closing statement. D1024 was coughing blood during the interview due to severe radiation poisoning, ostensibly occurring within SCP-4811-2. As D1024 never regained consciousness, a follow-up interview was not possible. Incident. I-4811-01. Date. April 16th, 2015. Preamble. Dr. Cotton performed a test to harness energy from SCP-4811-2. Within Site-19's off-site large testing area, 200 by 200 meters, a 9-meter electrified lightning rod was erected. 5 p.m. Dr. Cotton and Research Assistant Lee review test procedures to ensure all details are understood. 5.30 p.m. Lightning rod is erected and electrified. Testing initiated. 5.35 p.m. SCP-4811 is placed on a mount directed towards lightning rod. SCP-4811 activated. 5.36 p.m. Voltmeter measures 1,000 volts. 5.50 p.m. Voltmeter measures an increase to 3,000 volts. Research assistant Lee informs Dr. Cotton of a 5 degrees Celsius temperature drop in the testing area. Dr. Cotton instructs her to continue the test. 6 p.m. Voltmeter climbs to 10,000 volts. Research assistant Lee notes temperature in testing area has dropped another 5 degrees Celsius. This is acknowledged by Dr. Cotton. 6.01 p.m. SCP-4811's beam of darkness expands several centimeters. Dr. Cotton notes this in his test log, but fails to communicate his observation with research assistant Lee. 6.03 p.m. SCP-4811's beam rapidly widens approximately a full meter. Research assistant Lee is alarmed and requests to terminate testing. Dr. Cotton rejects her request. Voltmeter registers 20,000 volts at this time. 6.05 p.m. SCP-4811's beam abruptly widens to encompass the entire testing area, including research assistant Lee and Dr. Cotton. 6.06 p.m. In an effort to suppress SCP-4811's beam expansion, Dr. Cotton reports he managed to flip the emergency kill switch. This terminates the power supply to the lightning rod, removing it from SCP-4811-2, and effectively severing power draw from SCP-4811-2. 6.06 p.m. SCP-4811's beam immediately expands further to encompass most of testing facility, spreading well beyond the walls of the large testing area before collapsing to standard beam width. Conclusion The majority of Site-19's off-site testing facility's floors, walls, ceilings, and utility infrastructure need complete removal and replacement due to the mirror effects of SCP-4811 as individuals experience difficulty navigating the mirrored corridors. All electrical equipment enveloped within SCP-4811's effect during the incident was irrecoverable due to being transported to SCP-4811-2. 
including Dr. Cotton and Research Assistant Lee. A total of 114 Site-19 personnel present within the testing facility were blinded and left with mirrored bodies as a result of this incident. Most affected personnel have requested termination. Those who have not will be given time to acclimate and placed into positions in which site is non-essential. Both Dr. Cotton and Research Assistant Lee requested termination, citing guilt over the incident. Both requests are under review. Note. I'm certain drawing power from SCP-4811 caused a feedback loop. The more power we drew, the larger SCP-4811's beam grew, which allowed us to draw more power. This effect grew exponentially until we terminated power draw. The termination of this feedback loop released a final burst of energy, resulting in the rapid expansion of SCP-4811's beam. Dr. Cotton Thank you for listening to SCP-4811, Instant Mirror from the Factory, written by Warm3483. If you like this SCP, please like and subscribe, and follow the link in the description of the SCP Wiki, and vote it up to support it and the SCP Wiki as a whole. If you want to support this channel directly, memberships are being launched, so you can sign up for YouTube membership through YouTube, or you can support me directly through Ko-fi with a link in the description. Thank you.